Good morning. Welcome to Hope Church. We're so glad you're here today. My name is Wes, and I want to let you know on behalf of Hope, we are glad that you guys are here today and you're hanging out with us. We want to let you know a few things before we get cranking. We want you to know if it's your first time here, you're welcomed and you're wanted here. You're welcomed and you're wanted here. I think sometimes we go places and we're like, ah, am I allowed to be here? You are allowed to be here. We're glad you're here today. No matter where you've been, no matter where you're headed, we are just glad you're here today. You're welcomed and you're wanted. And we also want you to know that we love you and we like you. We love you and we like you. I know everyone in this room here today, you have a hater. And we want you to know that we're not your haters. We're your, we love you and we like you. And we're just glad that you guys are here today. I've got some special guests here today. And we just love when people come and visit us and hang out with us. And I wanted to recognize them for a moment. I have friends here today. Mike and Rhonda are not having said hi to them yet. But I'm super glad that Mike and Rhonda are here today. And they're, they're good friends of ours. They've kind of watched us grow up the last couple of years. And they have uh, go on missions trips with World Hope. My sister and they're good friends with them. We're just glad they're here today. Um, I saw them today. I'm glad you're here today. And then we have, uh, we just, we, you guys know this as a church. We're only, we're only 10 months old, but we just love, love, love pastors and missionaries and people that are doing what we're doing and all around, all around the world. And so we've got some friends here today from Illinois. They're church planners from Illinois, which is a, a bit of a way. Hopefully you didn't come here to get some warm weather because it, this is not warm. This is God awful hot. And, and um, this is in the Bible. There's a place in the Bible that talks about hell. And we want you know this is this is a, this is a glimpse of it out here. This this heat is kicking my bottom. We just got back from uh, Mobile and um, doing a wedding. It was hot there. I think it wasn't as bad here, but it is just hot here. And it's crazy that we live here, but people have come to vacation here, isn't it? Like, what are you guys doing? And then we go vacation where it's cold at, you know? We go play in their snow, and they want to come sweat in our heat. And uh, we're glad you're here. Can we welcome this pastor today? My friends, Mike and Ron, and we're glad you guys are here today. Welcome. <clears throat> If you're new to us today, you're new with us, we want you to know we're in a series called At the Movies. And so what we're doing is we're going we're gonna to play a few movie clips in just a moment. And we're going we're gonna to steal some things out of it that we can apply to our own lives. I believe this no matter where you go, no matter what you're doing, you can always learn something. And, and you, ought to want, you, you should want to be a learner. That way you can pick up things. And the more you learn, the more you grow. And the more you grow, um, the more you can use that for, for God's work or whatever work you're in. So we want to be learners here. And so we're in a series called At the Movies. And um, how many of you guys have seen all of our kids? Oh, and our kids are here today. These are like the most important guests here today. Can we welcome all of our kids to the service today? You guys are awesome. You're the heroes. And um, if you get out of line, we're, we're just glad you're here. We don't even care. You can get in trouble in church. I grew up in church. My, my, my parents would make me, and my grandma would make me go out and pick out my own switch. And they'd meet me out there. And that was tricky because you didn't want to get too small of a switch because that would hurt. But it, you don't want to get too thick of a switch. So I became a perfect, I had a perfect eye on a switch. How many of you guys grew up in a church where your parents or your grandparents made you go pick out your own switch when, when they were going to say, yeah, that's the old school. Let's bring that back. Let's bring that back. Um, we're bringing old school back. Hey, but our movie today is Finding Dory. How many of you kids have seen Finding Dory? How many of you adults have seen Finding Dory? Don't, yeah, there you go. I think more adults have seen it than the kids have. So we know who the real kids are in here today. But I love this movie. This past week on Tuesday, I, Hope and Trip and I went to um, the movie theater and we, we put on, uh, we, we went in there and we three tickets for Finding Dory, $55.33. And I'm just kidding. We went and saw the movie. It was awesome, 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 awesome movie. And if you know, many years ago, there was a movie out called Finding Nemo. And after Finding Nemo came out, years had gone by and they went to go find this little boy lost his, Nemo lost his parents, and this blue fish with a, with a short-term memory disability helps him go and find his kid all the way across the ocean. Well, we are back. Those three people are together, and now they're trying to find Dory's mom and dad. And I'm going to try, if you haven't seen the movie yet, you ought to go see it. It's a great movie. But fish live in the sea. 
And the whole journey of this is they're going back across the ocean to go back home. Dory begins to remember some of the things about her home. And then they begin to go back all the way across the ocean to find their home. And so Dory lives in the, in the sea, in case you, you haven't got that yet. And um, how many of you kids in here say you want to live in the sea? No, none of you guys. That's kind of weird. Some of the adults do. And, um, and so here's the deal. Because some of you guys have wanted to live in the sea, how many of you, how many of you girls in here today, and I'm not judging you, maybe some, even some of you guys in here, you went out and bought one of those mermaid tails that you kind of put on, and you guys had one of those mermaid tails. Well, my daughter saw these girls with a mermaid tail, and then she had to have a mermaid tail. And we're going on vacation this weekend, and they've got, my nieces got mermaid tails, and my, my daughter's got mermaid tails, and I'm not letting my son get a mermaid tail. But these guys, these mermaid, because they want to be able to swim like fish. They want to be able to get in that thing. And so yesterday we got home, and She's sliding that thing on. My mother-in-law took her about two hours to help her find the right mermaid tail, but they found the right mermaid tail and because she, they want to get in that water and pretend like they're a, a mermaid. And one of the things that I want to do, you know why fish live in sea, we live on earth. We, I, I like living home. I like my home. I like air conditioning. I like being able to drive. I like that. But here's what I need you to know as a community, us as a bunch of believers in here today or, or future believers, that we're, our home is not here on earth. Our last home, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, our last home is actually going to be in heaven. And heaven is amazing. So while they're looking for this home we're all the way across the ocean, you and I, while we're on earth, many people that we come in contact, they're actually looking for, whether you know it or not, you're looking for your final home. And our final home is a place, an attorney, it's called heaven. So my last address that I lived at across town was 1425 Julep Drive. And now I moved to this side of town and I have a new address and a new zip code. And the chances of me staying at that house are good, but I'll probably have another address. But at the end of the day, when I die, I have a, I have a permanent address in heaven, the Bible actually tells us that God's actually in heaven preparing that home for you and I as believers. We also want you to know this here today, if you're just joining us, you don't have to believe what we believe to belong here. You don't have to believe what we believe to belong here. You might be just coming here just to check things out. We're just glad you guys are here today. We're glad you're hanging out with us. We're glad you're popping Cokes with us, popping cans in church. I'm glad we're eating popcorn. We're having a good time. But we do want you to know the truth is that there, there is actually a home. And if there's a final home and it's in heaven, and before you leave today, we're going to give you an opportunity to make sure that we can reconnect in that place called heaven and our final home. Well, why Dory's, Dory's on this journey and while we're on this journey on this earth, there's some things that we need to remember. There's a couple of two or three things that we need to remember that Dory had to remember in the movie. One of the first things that she had to remember is this, that Dory had to remember to never, ever give up. You can see Marlon in there. He's a play it safe kind of guy. And he's trying to tell Dory, let's not get out of here. Let's not, not go anywhere. And she had to never, ever, ever, ever give up. If she was going to find her parents, she, she couldn't give up. And for us as believers here today, as a community, we've got to never, ever give up on God. We've got to never, ever give up on God because here's why. He's never, ever given up on us. I think it's hard. I, I meet people all the time like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with church. I'm done with God because this happened and this happened and this happened. And we begin to formulate these good reasons why we're never, ever going to connect with God. We're never going to roll with God no more. He's not going to be, we're not going to be boys with God no more. But I want to challenge us as a community today and as, as believers today, we got to never, ever give up on God because he has never, ever, ever given up on you. It's, it's safe to say some of you guys in here today, you're probably in a lonely season. Maybe you feel like God has shafted you. Maybe God's left you hanging. But I want you to know today that God has never, ever, ever given up on you. And so we don't want to give up on God. If you're a kid in here today and you're an elementary or you're a middle school student or a high school student or maybe you're, maybe you're an adult, we want you to know this. God's always with you. God's always with you. How many of you guys in here today, you sleep with the nightlight? You sleep with the nightlight. My wife is 30 plus and um, 
Am I allowed to say your age? I just turned 34 this week, and I caught up to her for a few more months, and she's turning 35. And so I'm just going to throw that out there. So, but Diana, if I'm out of town, she does one of two things. She sleeps in the nightlight, or she invites my younger sister to come stay with her, my, young, my, my brave younger sister to come stay with her. And, um, and that's what she does. Or she invites friends to come stay with her because she is a scaredy cat. Diana, who led worship today, my wife, she is a, she's a fraidy cat. But I want you to know, sometimes we feel like we're all alone. Maybe we feel like you're afraid. Maybe this season in your life where you feel like, man, I'm just done with this. I'm done with God. I'm done with, I'm done with church. But I want you to know that to never give on God because God has never given up on you. You may feel like God's given up on you, but he hasn't. He's doing more than you think he's doing. He loves you more than you think that he loves you. God is doing something behind the scenes that you can't see. So if you're a kid in here today, we want you to know that God is always with you. And if you're a parent in here today, we want you to never give up. And parents, it's important for us to never give up. You want to know why it's important for us to never give up? Okay, good. I'll tell you why. Because our kids are looking for us to model this. Our kids are looking for us to, looking for us to model not giving up on God. Because here's the, if we're parents that give up on God, we're going to produce kids that give up on God. We've got to stick with it. I, I, Diana's family's here today, and, and, and my mom is here today, and they made sure that we were in church every single Sunday. And I, went to, I, was, I was old school, so I went to Sunday school. I went Sunday morning. I went Sunday night. I went Wednesday night. I went to kid choir. I went to adult choir. Like, I was at church sometimes five and six days a week, and that helped me. But my, my, her parents model that, and as parents, we have to model that. My parents model, hey, go to church. Hey, follow God. Go to church. Follow God. Follow God. We have to model this for our kids. And more so than we have to model for our kids, we have to model sometimes for ourselves, to motivate ourselves. We've got to never, ever give up on God because he has never given up on us. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, So be strong. Be strong. Be courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't panic before them. For the Lord your God, is, will, your Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. God is not going to leave you. The Bible says in different terms, God does not leave you and he doesn't forsake you. Even when you feel like you're alone, God is right there. God is doing more than you think that he's doing. You've got to never give up on God because he's never given up on you. If you're here today and you're like, man, I've, I've given up on God. Here's the good news. It's never too late to turn back around. It's never too late to turn back around. It's never too late to say, I'm, I'm back in, God. And here's what you're going to notice. This, is, this, is, this, isn't, no, this is free before you say. Here's what you're going to notice. Whenever you turn back around and you go back to God, you know the first person you're going to see when you turn around? It's going to be God. Maybe some person is right next to you. Maybe some person is encouraging. Hey, man, let's follow Jesus. Let's follow Jesus. And it's good to have people in your life. And you ought to have people in your life doing life with you. But what you're going to find is this. The moment you turn back around, you're going to see the one person that's going to be God. Because he's never left you. The Bible says he's never left you. He's never forsaken you. He's never failed us. So we've got to never, ever... Give up on God because he's never given up on us. Dory had to learn that. Also, Dory had to remember this. Dory had to remember to never, ever, ever, ever forget. Don't forget. So you see there that Dory, she's got ADHD. You know, she's always like squirrel. Like she doesn't take anything. She's sidetracked. She's going left. She's going right. She does not remember. Ladies in here today, you got to never forget. My wife has tried to tell me that after you have kids, you lose part of your brain, the memory part. And so there's like, oh, it's pregnancy. We have these babies. I'm like, hey, did you remember, hon? And she'd be like, oh, no, pregnancy brain. I'm like, no, no, no. No pregnancy brain. One thing I told her never forget was my birthday. You don't ever forget that. You know, I'm like, I'm gonna, if you have to get it tattooed on you, get it tattooed on you. But never, she's I, I, I just forgot. Oh, I just, oh, I forgot that. Oh, I forgot that. Sometimes we're having conversations. I'm like, hey, do you remember? She goes, no, I don't remember. And it's the same thing for us. I, I, she said to me, hey, do you remember? And I was like, I don't remember. And she's like, why don't you remember? I said, probably because I wasn't listening. No, I'm just kidding. 
But we got to never forget. And here's what we got to never forget. We've got to never forget to keep loving God. It's for us, for us to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's our job to pursue God and to, and to love God and to go after him. We've got to never forget to, to love God and, and to go after him. And that's a hard thing for us sometimes. And we forget that. I mean, that God loved us, but we forget that we actually have to go back and love him. I love the Bible verse. That's one of the most popular verses in all the Bible. John chapter 3, 16. The Bible says, for God so loved. I love that he put that little word there, so, because he wants us to know, I love you so, 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 so much. I love I, my kids. We, we were away from them for three days. And I love when I, when I miss them. I love when they run up to me, give me a big hug and say, I love you so, 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 so much. And when I'm feeling insecure, I'm like, well, how much? I'm like, how much? And like, so, 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 so much. We've got to never forget that God loved us so much. So we're supposed to never forget that we're actually called to love God as well. If you're in here today and you're a kid, again, elementary or middle school or high school or preschool, maybe you stuck in here today, we want you to know that when we love, that, that we're, we're called to love God. And when we love God more than we love everything else, things work the way they're supposed to work. Are you in a season of life where things aren't going the way they're supposed to be going? Because we get to that season a lot. I, I know for me, when things, when I'm not pursuing God, when I'm not following after God, when I'm, when I'm forgetting to continue to love God and to put God number one, to make him numero uno and making him the first, whenever I forget that, things begin to go sideways. I'm like trying to make sense of like basic things. I had something happen to me a few, a few about a month ago and, and um, I, it, was, it was traumatic. I just saw this person I thought I would never ever see in the same exact building in a place I thought I would never ever see them. And as I was talking to someone else in, in the building, my mouth went like just, like my, ma- like my, my brain paralyzed. My mouth has never been paralyzed, as you can tell. My mouth was talking, but my brain was paralyzed. I couldn't say anything. The things that I was trying to get out of my mind, the things I was trying to get out, they weren't coming out. Maybe you're in a season of your life where maybe you feel like, man, I just, things aren't going the way I thought they would go. And I think a lot of us do that. We have to remember these things while we're going through life that this isn't our, this, this, your story's not over. If whatever season you're in right now, it's not making sense. You're, you're like one plus one is 20. You're like, you, I don't even know what that, why aren't things going the way they're supposed to go? And why is the house doing this? And why are the kids doing this? I think that every day, why is the car breaking out? Why, why, why? You're in that season of life. We want you to know that you're not at the end of the chapter, the end of the book. You're just in chapter five. You may just be in chapter 10. But the end of the book's not over yet. It's not over. I, I sat down in here this past week. I, I work in here. I work in here because we have church in here, but I work in the lobby there a lot of times, and someone asked me, hey, do you lift here? I'm like, nope. I just work right there. I've worked out five times in, a, in one year. I did lift last night um, a couple of reps, so I'd be pumped for today. But um, I was there, and some, I sat down by these three guys, and one's about 60-plus, which isn't that old, 70-plus, and then 80-plus. And here I am, 33 years old. And the one guy's like, what are you doing here? I looked around like, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. They said, you're too young. The guy said, you're too young to be sitting at this table. And I said to the guy, I said, I just figured I could learn something from you old guys. I'm sarcastic, so I said it a little bit different than that. But I just, I just figured I could just, I could just learn some things from you guys. And one of, the guys says, you need to, one of the guys says, you need to pray for that guy. He needs, he's, he's messed up. And I looked at the guy and I said, I want you to know. To the guy that was saying he's messed up, I said, it's never too late for anybody. And if you're in here in that season of life where you're trying to make sense of everything, I want you to know that it's never too late. It's not too late to pursue God. It's not too late to, to love God. The Bible tells us this, that we love God because he first loved us. First John chapter 4, verse 19. We actually love him because he actually first loved us. 
Sometimes we're walking around, I'm going to go love God because I want to. We love him because he first loved us. If things are going well in your life and things are, things are going the way they're supposed to be going, that's, that's, a, that's a gift from God. We have to remember that God loved us, and so we're supposed to love, love him also. Parents, our kids, our kids, parents, our kids learn to love God by the way they see us love God. They see us one time, a, a, a few, maybe about a year ago, maybe a couple years ago, I don't remember, time, time flies. And um, I remember one of our kids yelling, and Diane looked at me, and she's like, do I yell all the time? And I was like, at me, yes. Uh, I'm just kidding. She says, man, I yell because our daughters yell. I remember one time, Diane was like, man, these kids are talking hard. These, these, my daughter talks very harsh. <laughs> that was before she got saved. It's gotten better, but it hasn't fixed. One of my friends the other day, I said, she said, how's the kids? I said, they're starting to talk back. And she says, good, because that doesn't change for a long time. <laughs> I was like, dang it. Um, but I was, I realize a lot of times I'm, I'm very, my personality type, I'm very direct and I'm very harsh. And I realize my daughter picked up on that. Our kids are watching us, mom and dad. If we model following Jesus and loving God, then usually our kids are going to follow right after us. They're going to do what we do. Last night we set up in, in here today. I was hanging out with two, uh, one junior and one senior um, at West Orange High School. And I love hanging out with these kids. And it's, so, it's important because these kids are, their parents have entrusted them to me for an hour and a half to set up here and to hang out with them. And I love that their parents are letting their kids hang out with us. But you know what? My job is to model what it looks like for them to love God. And uh, I was like, all right, guys, let's go. And they're like, no, no, we're not done yet, Pastor Wes. <laughs> I was like, I'll finish it tomorrow. Like, let's keep going. And they were pushing me into getting all this stuff done, things I could do today. Like, let's do, it to, let's do it tonight. Well, we can do tomorrow. Let's do it tonight. But God's called us in here today to love them. we got to model that love for God. We have to model that for our kids. We have to model that. And sometimes it's hard to do that. When things don't go our way, we have to look out for ourselves. And we have to look out for those little eyes that are watching us. We have to do that. And so we've got a model, and more, more so than I was talking to Michelle a few weeks ago, and I, I, I texted Michelle, Facebook messenger, and I said, hey, I saw one of your friends. I want you to know your friends are watching us. Michelle has a ton of friends. She's been a winter garden for a long time, and every few weeks one of them will come in, and they'll meet Jesus, and one, a few more weeks will go by, and another one will come. But people are watching us as believers, and people are looking for us to model what it looks like to love God. We love God because he first loved us. So Dory had to remember to never, ever give up. And for us as believers, we got to never, ever give up on God. Number two, we've, Dory had to remember to never forget her family. She had to keep on going until she found them. And she, if you watch the movie, there's so many good clips. I mean, she's relentless. They're out of the water. and they got people moving them from place to place. But you've got to never, ever, ever forget to love God. We have to never, ever forget to love God. And then here's the third thing that we have to remember until we get to heaven. And the third thing that Dory had to remember is this, is that Dory had to remember to just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. We got a, the first movie, they sing that song, Just Keep Swimming, Just Keep Swimming. And the second, we see here that Dory had to keep on going. She had to keep on swimming. If you're sitting by your parents in here today or sitting by someone to your left or right, just tell them you'll look them to the left or right and just say, hey, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. You got to just keep swimming. Hey, if we were to do a poll in here today and I were to ask this one question, it would be a unanimous vote. If it, and I didn't learn, I've learned this more in the last few years of my life. If I were to ask you one-on-one, if, if I sit across from Derek, or if I sit across from Q or Diane, or anybody in this room here today, and if I ask you this question, we would all agree to this. And the question would be, is, is, is life hard? And uh, the only people that would say no would be people who are probably in their, in their middle school, high school age group and lower. And maybe when you get to middle school, high school, you start realizing, man, is, man it's hard. 
It, it is hard. But if you're a little kid, you're like, man, my, my, my biggest decision is to, you know, which color mermaid tail to get. You know, that's, I mean, that was my daughter's biggest decision. My, my son today, he, he wanted to wear that jacket so bad. His decisions are small, but man, you realize this, when you get older, what I realize, when you get older, life, life is hard. It's just hard. A friend of mine today walked in today and he said, man, you know, his wife said to me, just pray for, pray for George. He's been back and forth and you know, they, they, my friends, George and Lisa, they live just up the, up the street, but one of them is always driving to Lake Wells to check on their mom, and one's always driving to Gainesville to check on, on the sister, and, and he has a twin sister, and there's always checking diabetes, and she's getting older, and it's just taking her body, and, and they're both going left, and they're both going right. And they meet back in the middle, and they come to church, and I try to pump them up and encourage them, give them some hope hugs and some hope high fives, and, and I send them back out, and they leave, and one goes, and they go home for maybe a day and a half, and then one drives to Lake Wales, and one drives to Gainesville. But man, life is, life is hard. Life is super hard. I got a, I got a phone call last, uh, on, on fr- Thursday night late um, from Chandler. And Chandler said, hey, can you pray for my, um, my boss's wife? She has cancer. She's, it's, it's, it's not looking good. The doctor told her to just to head home and just do the best you can because your days are numbered. And it was funny because it wasn't late for me because I was in a different time zone. And it would have been late for me anytime. I'm, I mean, on the back of these worship guys you guys got today, my number's on the back of there. And I'm here to help people. That's, our church is here to help this city. Our church isn't here to, to do church on Sunday morning. I'll be honest with you, this is the easy part. The hard part's out there Monday through Saturday in the grind, hanging out with people and shaking hands and connecting people and talking about the hurts and the habits and the hangups that we all struggle with. One out of one people have a hurt habit or hangup. And so... He says, hey, can you pray for them? And then, and then the mom texts me, and, you know, it's just like, hey, is it too late? I'm like, no, it's not too late. To, it's never too late to pray for somebody. You know what I'm saying? Text me later. I mean, if I'm asleep, I'll be asleep. You don't got to worry about that. I won't text you back. But if I'm awake, I'm all in. And you'll see me. And if I'm up, I'm either on Red Bull or coffee, and I'm all, I'm all go when I'm awake. But, man, you had sitting here today, man, life's, life's hard. I saw a guy a few weeks ago. He's like, man, I'm just struggling. Life's hard. We, we all would agree to that. Man, life is stinking hard. I get, every, I get every week. Man, please pray for me. There's a friend of mine in here today. She's going through a tough season in her life and her family. But, man, she's, I, I, she's grinding. She's grinding. Her situation's bad. But you know what she's decided to do in her situation? Why things aren't making sense? She's decided to sit at work with her family and, and make these little cutely, cutesy little artsy things. Artsy slash Etsy things. I don't even know what I'm saying. And, uh, this is on some cute paper. On the what does it say? It says, it says you are blessed with what looks to be like a little, the icon for Twitter. I'm on social media a lot. It all starts to look the same. <laughs> but you're, you're blessed. At our church, we say this every week. You're doing better than you think you, better than you think you are. We also say this. Your best days are ahead of you in here today. We want you to know in this section here, your best days are ahead of you. If you're in this section, your best days are ahead of you. In this section, your best days are ahead of you. You're like, man, things are going good. My job's well. I've got the corner office on the third floor, and things are going good. We want you to know things could actually be better. Your best days are actually ahead of you. Wes, I just paid off my, I saw someone posted today. I just got, just got finished paying off my, my last credit card. It's going to get better. Your savings account is going to be awesome. I just got rid of my, I just got rid of my car note, and I'm going to, it's awesome. It's going to get better. It's just whatever you're going through, it's going to get, it's going to get better. Things are going bad with, my, with, with my, my daughter or my son. You know what I want you to know in your day? It's going to get better. Relationally, things are screwed up with me and such and such. We want you to know it's going to get better. The job I got is dead end. I can't go any further. I don't want to be there. But we want you to know that there's a better job out there. Your best is coming. Your best days are ahead of you. We want you to know that. 
But here's the deal, and this is super, super imperative today, and I'm getting a little bit preachy because I'm fired about this. People never, here's the problem, people never ever get to the best is yet ahead of them. You wanna know why? Because somewhere in this season, we quit swimming. It happens to so many people. It happens to us. I remember the first person that said, don't start a church. Well, here we are today, we're going for it. I remember it was gonna be hard. I know that, I just had to keep on swimming. I remember when the first person said to me, hey, we're not gonna give you any money to help you start a church. But I had to just keep on, I just had to keep on swimming. I remember when the doctor, I was replaying this nightmare the other day with, with Derek. I remember when the doctor said, you're having twins. <laughs> I was like, no, I couldn't handle the two I got. I can't handle two more. But you know what I knew? They were coming. I just had to keep on swimming. I just had to keep on, I just had to keep on going. If you've ever been on a road trip before, I, I was on the way back and I, I saw a little bit of traffic and I was getting back and I had to be here at five o'clock to set up. And I just, I knew I said it. The best part about whenever you're in a, on, a, on a road, things are slowing down, if, as long as you can see where the cops are, where the accident is, you have a little bit of relief, right? But if you can't see those red lights flashing, you can't see a helicopter above, if it's, if it's really bad, if you can't see a fire truck, you're like, I'm going to be here for a long time. I'm going to be here for forever is what you feel like. I'm going to be here forever. But you know what happens? How many of you guys have ever been in a traffic jam? Hey, if you live in this state, you have, or in this city, you have. You want to know what you're not anymore? You're not in a traffic jam. You want to know why? Because it was just a season. You just kept on going. It would have been nice to be going 85-ish. I go 79, but it'd be nice to, it'd be nice to be going fast. But you know, sometimes where we're at in our life, that we're just going one mile an hour, five mile an hour, because God wants to teach us something. God wants you, God wants us to go five miles an hour for a season because he wants to prepare us for when we're going faster. And when things get a little bit better, he's trying to prepare us for the, for the faster speeds of life. One of the things that Diane and I have committed to, we've committed to reaching this city. And I'll be honest with you, it's hard. It's harder than we thought it was going to be. But it's also funner than we ever thought it was going to be. It's awesome, but we just know we're just going to keep on going. And so many times I, I said I was sitting with Val and Kayla, and they were one of our one of our investors, and they're our friends, and we've mentored them, and they've mentored us. We were in the car with them for you know 16 hours, and they were like, "Cool, I can't wait for free marriage advice for eight hours." I'm like, "We better call somebody in," you know, like. But you know what I you know what I was t- Val and I talked yesterday. He's like, "Man," and I'm already dreaming about the next building or the next people that we're going to reach or the second service already. I'm already thinking about all those things and, and we're in this season, but I'm already thinking about next season. I hang out with Travis and, and Kristen a lot and he's always like, man, you gotta, you know, I, I say the best is yet to come and I say that, but man, this guy, he's living that, he's gotta keep on going. He's like, man, we gotta keep on going, we gotta keep on, he's always sending me motivational things, we gotta keep on going, we gotta keep on going. We have to, for us in here today, no matter what season, you gotta keep on swimming. You gotta keep on swimming because if you stop, you'll never get to the season that you that God has for you. You'll never get to be, you'll never get to the best. I broke my I've broken my arm before. And you know what? It healed. But the season of having a cast on is lame. I fractured, I had an inversion sprain in college. I played a little bit of basketball at a small Bible college. I had an inversion sprain right here on the on the outside of my ankle. And then one time I fractured the fifth metatar, so I'm like, oh, it's just a season. Until I had that same season, the very next year, I had the same exact problem happen. And you have two choices. Either you just quit playing basketball or they put like a screw in there. And I'm like, man, I don't need any screws in my body. I'm already screwed up enough. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I, I just had to keep on going because I knew eventually it would be over and I could, I could make it. So now I'm at old man status. When I play basketball, I wear ankle braces. It was one ankle. Now it's both ankles. 
I run half marathons with some of you guys here today, and I'm almost to the staff where I have to wear those compression pants on my knees because my knees are starting to hurt when I get done running. I'm getting old. But you know what? Whatever season, you just got to keep on swimming. Moms and dads, you just got to keep on swimming. You got to keep on swimming. You want to know why? Because there's people all around you, kids, friends, family members. We just got to keep on going. We have to keep on going. So I don't know where you're at in here today. One of the greatest pastors, missionaries of the day that's ever lived is a guy by the name of Paul, greatest church planner. We've, this guy, this, me and my friend here, I haven't even met him yet, but we, I don't know how many churches you started. This is my first one. Are you on your first one? You're on your second one. And you know what? This guy, and, we're, and you're probably doing a great job. If you're on your second one, God bless you. It's awesome. It's hard. It's the hardest thing you've ever done. It's the funnest thing you've ever done. And, and your wife still looks like she's intact. That's awesome. Your kids are sitting next to you, which is huge. Whether they want to be here or not doesn't even matter because they're next to you, you know. <laughs> I don't care if you have to drag them here. At least they're here, you know. And, and I, one of my biggest things, I don't want my kids to hate church. That was my biggest goal. It's like if, if my kids start hating church, then I'll just have to, we'll find someone else to pastor this church and I'll do something else. I'll be a fisherman like Peter or something. But this guy, Paul, wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. The pastor that I'm talking about, he's planted church. He honestly made church plan look easy. And it was hard. But it, it was hard for him. And you know why I know it's hard for him? Because one of, his, one of his final things he says in one of his books that he says in one of the, to one of these churches, he goes, guys, he pretty much says to them in, in a modern day translation, you got to keep on swimming. He says this in first, I'm sorry, in Philippians chapter three, verse 14, he goes, I pressed. I pressed to reach the goal. I, I, I just kept on pressing. I just kept on going. I'm sure the first church plant was hard. The second one was not, wasn't harder. It was just different. And the third one's going to be different. And the next one's going to be different. But he just kept on pressing. Paul just kept on pressing through. And the guy's guy so relentless that the Bible actually tells us that he had guys around him. His greatest weakness was he, his, his, one of his greatest weaknesses is when he wasn't the best out of all his friends, he was the worst communicator. But you know what he was around his friends? He was the best writer. There were other people that came that could, could just could crush him when it came to communicating. But the guy, because he wasn't a great communicator, he was a great writer. In this room in here today, there's some of you guys in here today that what you're going through, you feel like, man, I just, I'm not good at anything. Can you, can you forget about what you're not good at? And let's start crushing it at what we actually are good at. Let's just crush it at what we're good at. I'm, I have a microphone in my hand today. But it wasn't the first 20 minutes of the service where the singing part. You don't want that. You leave, we would all leave. I'm just, doing what I can, I'm just doing what I can do. And while I'm doing it, I'm just doing what I can do for now. But I'm holding this microphone. Can I tell you what I, what I like to do? It's not even hold this microphone. This isn't my, for me, when I, when I get assessed by, my, by, by the people that assessed us for the start of the they were like, they didn't say to me, man, you're a great, commu- you're, a, you're an awesome communicator. That wasn't what they said. They said, you need to work on your communication. <laughs> and I know that. Sit down with my father-in-law. He said, man, you're great. I'm like, you're supposed to say that. My father-in-law, you're supposed to say that. But you know what I can do? I know what I can do. It doesn't involve a microphone. I can, I crush it just sitting with people and talking through life. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a good talker but I'm a good listener. I can talk with people. That's what I like to do. I like to relationally connect with you. That's what I, that's what I like to do. I hold this for 35 minutes every single Sunday. 
the rest of the time, I'm sitting with people that you, just like you, I'm sitting with you guys in coffee shops and restaurants and at dinner. And that's what I do. And some of you guys are going to tell you, you're, you're a great communicator. You've got to communicate stronger. Some of you guys, you haven't written yet, but you've got to start writing. Some of you guys in here today, man, you love people well, but you got something hit, something hit you and you quit loving you. You've got to, whatever you've got, you've got to press that. Stefan's a great barber. But you know what happens when people get in that barber chair? He has their undivided attention for 20 minutes. You know what they get? They get an inspiration, they get encouragement, and they usually get a Bible verse from them. That's why, that's why I go there. You've got to do what you're good at. But, but, but I, I, I got to end. I got to be done. Hey, whatever season you're in, can you do me a favor? Can you just keep on going? If things are good, they're going to get better. If things are bad, they're going to get better. Sounds pretty good. And don't forget, home is in heaven. Home is in heaven. I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.